Now, I want to read from the Bible tonight, a very well-known, simple scriptures found in John chapter 3. Now, it's a chapter that's well-known, and it's not a long gospel meeting, as you know, so we're going to read, first of all, the verse in particular that has been on my mind. Verse number 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Further down, verse 6, That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit marvel. Not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Now we'll jump down to the explanation of as to how a person can be saved. Verse 14, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And that's all the scriptures we read, we trust with the Lord's richest blessing. Before we look at this chapter, let me say there are two words that you do not find in this chapter, and yet the truth of the words are very definitely in the chapter. We don't read anything about repentance. And yet repentance is necessary for salvation. And you may ask, well, why do you not read of repentance in John chapter 3? Well, the answer is that Nicodemus was already showing repentance. What is repentance? It's turning to God. We have scripture to prove that from 1 Thessalonians. Paul writing to people that had got saved. He said they turned to God from idols to serve the living and through God. So that in this chapter, Nicodemus has actually turned to the Lord Jesus. He has visited the Lord Jesus. And the reason that he went to the Lord Jesus was because he was not satisfied that he was going to be in heaven. We're not told what age this man was, but it's very clear that he wanted to be in heaven. He knew that people could be in heaven. But in this chapter, Nicodemus is thinking about Nicodemus. He's thinking about himself. And he wants to be absolutely sure that when life is over, when the kingdom of God has come, that he's going to be inside. Or in other words, he's going to be in heaven. And that would lead me to another statement that I want to make, and that is regarding you as an individual. And only you can answer this. You don't answer it publicly, as you know, but in your own heart. You know exactly what your desire is. The desire of Nicodemus was to be in heaven. 
And the chapter shows that he was going to act on that desire. He wasn't satisfied with the status quo, as they say in our day. He wasn't just satisfied to leave things hoping that he was going to be in heaven. Nicodemus wanted to be absolutely <coughs> sure that he wouldn't miss the greatest blessing that any person can have. Because in this world where you, where you and I are, we're only here for a short time. Nobody is going to stay forever upon earth. And the Bible speaks about the afterwards. It speaks about the hereafter. And here is a man, and he wants to be absolutely certain. There can be no room for doubt in this. He wanted to be sure that he was going to be in glory. Because he would have known that if he wasn't found in glory, then he was going to be found in hell. That he was either going to be with God in the glories of heaven, or he was going to be lost. As one man I knew used to say in his preaching, that throughout eternal ages, you and I, you and I will either be singing the song of the redeemed, or wailing with the lost under the in the judgment of God. So that Nicodemus had actually shown this repentance in that he was prepared to turn his back on his religion. The Jewish religion. Because in his own heart, in his conscience, right in inside, the chapter is showing us this, that Nicodemus hadn't got the confidence that he was going to be in heaven. He knew all about the law of God. He knew all about eternal realities. He was a student of his religion, but they hadn't got the absolute assurance about heaven. He wanted to be there. And I would ask everyone in the meeting tonight and those outside in the car park or whoever's listening to this message, I'd ask you the very straight question. Have you got the assurance in your own heart that you're going to be in heaven? Mind you, this is vital. This is important. You don't listen to what others are telling you. For each person that is saved, they do look back to a moment, not a spectacular experience we're talking about. Not seeing angels coming out of the clouds or hearing sweet music, but just that still small voice when you got to know, as the Apostle Paul got to know, revealed in Scripture, that Christ died for our sins. And the moment those of us who were saved got to really understood that we knew it in theory. 
We'd heard it in Sunday school. But when we were seeking after salvation and we reached the point where we understood that when Christ had died upon the cross, he had opened the door of salvation and salvation was prepared. Let it be clearly understood. We're dealing with eternity. We're talking now about the afterlife. We're talking now about those ages we'll talk about, not years, because eternity has no years, but the ages stretching out and stretching out and stretching out the eternity. Where are you going to be? I hope that you have, like Nicodemus, a desire, a real desire, to know your sins forgiven. The other thing that's not mentioned, and we deal with it for the wrong down the chapter, is sin. You won't read sin in the chapter, but it's very evident it's in the chapter. We'll see that later. Nicodemus was so concerned about it that he wasn't willing to wait another night. It says he went to the Lord Jesus by night. He wasn't prepared to leave it to another day. It was something that had to be settled as far as he was concerned that very night. You see, that's the type of person who gets saved. You could know that you need to be saved. You could have thought that someday you will be saved. But let me tell you, if you don't understand that this matter has to be settled now, it's too, it's too risky to use that word, to leave it to another day. And so we come to this other thought, but what was it? Why did Nicodemus, what stirred him? You say, well, you've been telling us he wanted to be in heaven. That's right. But what was it that made him leave his home and go out into the dark night to meet up with the Lord Jesus? It was the message that he had heard from John the Baptist. He didn't hear it himself. He wasn't there. But others had carried the message to him. A strange man had appeared on the banks of the River Jordan. And he was announcing that the kingdom of God is at hand. He's announcing that it's about to happen. And of course, that leads us to another serious point. The great event that the Bible speaks about, that the Lord Jesus promised, and you young people, older ones too, not yet saved, the great event of the Lord Jesus coming again. You remember he said in John chapter 14, I will come again. And when the Lord Jesus comes again to call his people out of this world, the door of salvation will close. I hope you can hear the bang of the door tonight. For if it happens, your destiny is sealed. And you'll never be in heaven. And that is why you need to be like a Nicodemus. 
and stir yourself. And we're not trying to push or trying to use words that are offensive, but you need to stir yourself as an individual. And as I said at the commencement, you could get salvation in this meeting. I'm convinced about that. We all should pray more about it, shouldn't we? And I'm not, and maybe you shouldn't even mention this. I'm not boasting about how I pray. God knows I would love to pray more. But for some reason this morning, when most of you were sleeping, I'm not making a hero of myself. God forbid, five o'clock in the morning, the burden that hit me as I wakened up in my sleep was the fact that in Ballyclare, there are souls needing salvation and they need it tonight. And it can be obtained tonight. And I have to say, enjoyed a few moments praying this morning for you people. And salvation is, is available. And Nicodemus understood, I have no time to lose. I wonder you understanding that tonight. You know, there's a big word that the preachers use at times when you hear it, procrastination. It's people who know they need to be saved, but we'll just leave it and we'll wait and we'll see how it happens. That's not the attitude of a Nicodemus, and it's not the attitude of a person who's going to be saved. Nicodemus decided on that evening that this was something that had to be settled. It was the most serious choice of his life. It was his destiny in eternity. It was whether he was going to be in the glories of heaven or in the darkness of gloom for eternity. This is what it is, dear soul. It's not religion we're preaching. It's salvation, the forgiveness of sins. And so Nicodemus, on his own, didn't speak to his companions. That's a dangerous thing to do. Didn't ask advice from his neighbors. Another dangerous thing to do. He just gathered himself up, as we would say, in the north of Ireland. And he made his way to the saviour who was available. And it's lovely to notice that Nicodemus knew exactly where to find the saviour. He went to the Lord Jesus by night. He knew where he was. I tell you, dear soul, listen to me. There's a saviour that you can meet. But you'll not meet him if you don't want to meet him. And let me say, you'll not meet him by chance. But thank God you'll meet him when you want to meet him. And let me say another thing. You will either meet the Lord Jesus as Savior, or you will meet him as judge. For Paul tells us, Acts chapter 17, that the one who was raised from the dead, the Savior of sinners, is the one that's going to judge the world. So what way would you like to meet him? Would you not like to meet him as your saviour? 
Would you rather meet him as your judge? Into the presence of the Lord Jesus who bears the marks of Calvary and for you to be reminded when it's too late that the Lord Jesus died for guilty sinners. It was available for guilty sinners. It's available for you in this gospel meeting. Nicodemus went to the Lord Jesus by night. The Lord Jesus in verse number three, the verse that we read, just brought before Nicodemus exactly what he wanted to know about. He said, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That's what was on Nicodemus's mind. That was bothering him. How to get into the kingdom? Well, here it is, years old. And let God be true and every man a liar. The new birth. Well, you say, but that's the problem. How are we going to get it? Well, the Lord Jesus was not going to leave Nicodemus in the dark. He wasn't going to confuse him. And in verse 14, what is the subject? It's the subject of sin. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, what was that lifted up for? Even the children will know. Israel had sinned. And they were dying. So their sin brought into John chapter 3. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. And here's the vital part of it. Even so must, necessary, needful, no other way. Even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Now, we were preaching in some parts of Brazil. We would have to start and tell the people what it meant by the Lord Jesus being lifted up. But you know, that's Calvary. That's dark Calvary. Easy for us to talk about it in a way, to read about it. But it was a real experience the Lord Jesus as he contemplated it in the garden he sweat as it were great drops of blood we read that he was in an agony he said earlier in his life there was a baptism to be baptized with that was Calvary how I am straightened until it be accomplished he was feeling the experience before it happened so the Lord Jesus said even so must the Son of Man be lifted up? Listen, dear soul. In order that you will be delivered from your sin and hell, the Son of God had to face the awful experience of Calvary. The Roman soldiers nailed him to the cross. And then they gambled for his clothes. 
saying, you'll not need these again. Thank God he's not for when he comes again, he's coming in glory. The Lord Jesus, who had all power, he submitted. He allowed it to happen. Because without the death of Christ, no one would ever be saved. Without his paying the debt, no one would ever get salvation. Now we're going to close as a shorter meeting. But let me tell you that the Lord Jesus paid the debt. Can I take a moment just to tell you, just come to mind, a dear woman we knew in Brazil, and she had attended meetings, some of her relatives were saved, and she couldn't understand it. And it made her bitter. And she was cross. I never I've met some cross women in my time. She was bitterly cross. And she said, I'll not be back at the meetings. For I can't understand it, that the Lord Jesus paid my debt and I can't accept it and I'm up and back. We sold a bill in a shop and was bothering her. And she decided she'd go into the shop to see the boss and she went in and made herself known. And she said, look, sir, I owe you money and I just can't pay it today, but I want to pay it off. Will you tell me how much it is? He said, what's your name? Told the name. He got the big book out and he looked at it. He said, Mrs., your debt was paid. He named the person was on the receipt. It was her son. He says, he came in and he paid the debt. You owe nothing. She thanked him. She went out. And standing on the footpath, she said, I can accept that my son paid and I'm free and yet I can't accept that Christ paid what I owed and she got saved on the spot that's where you can get saved and you need to be saved this is the new birth for the Lord Jesus died for sinners and just in closing you must say well why did he die for sinners? Look at your own heart. You didn't look at anyone else's. Face answers to face in water, so the heart of man to man. Look at our, look at the sin of the world. Look at the sin. Look at the evil that's in your nature. Why, why, why did the Lord Jesus die? Well, it's explained in this chapter. For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world, can't be explained. The wickedness, man had said, depart from us. For God so loved the world, terrible to go to hell, in spite of the fact that God loved you, dear soul. Oh, don't do it. Don't leave the hall tonight until you've trusted Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's the verse divided. That's the first section. That's explaining what God has done. You've no problem in accepting that, you haven't. Can't explain it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's true. Nobody will deny that. 
But here's the second part of the verse. And here's where you and I come in. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And the subject of that expression is this. You are either going to perish or you're going to have eternal life. What do you have to do to perish? Just stay in your sins, careless and indifferent and not too bothered. And you surely perish. But how are you going to have everlasting life? Have you got to pay? Thank God, the debt's paid. Have you got to pray? No, it's not in your prayers. It's in the fact that Christ died. That the Lord Jesus died for our sins. I quote the verse, and I will close. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, wonders there are whosoever in our meeting, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. No doubt about it. If you want to be in heaven, you'll have to trust Christ. And may you do so tonight, shall we pray. Our Father and our God, we do thank thee for the simple message of the gospel, how that the sinner who turns and believes and accepts Christ, entering into the value of his shed blood on Calvary, that the Lord Jesus, the Son of God, died for our sins. Believe in it. We know salvation is obtained. Gracious God, bless thy word. Reach the hearts of those who were not saved. Thou knowest we long to hear news of salvation even this very night. We ask it in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.